Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm thrilled to be here every week sharing the stories of some wonderful women in the Philadelphia area, um, as well as across the country. And uh, today, I'm, I'm thrilled to have someone in the studio who actually we weren't scheduled to have, and I'm very happy to have her here today to share what she's doing with uh, a couple of different projects. Her name is Kristen Kane. Ford. And Kristen is the director of social media for Kane Partners, as well as co-founder of Venture 26. Thank you so much for coming in, Kristen. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. You know, we know each other kind of on a... Um, an acquaintance basis, I would say. Yeah. And uh, the the first part of my show is always about people's backgrounds and their family. And you have a really um, an interesting family, I'll say. Um, <laughs> you are the the oldest of eight, and uh, you grew up in Worcester, mm-hmm. uh, which is my hometown, not my hometown, but where I am now. So I wonder if you could talk a few minutes uh, for the listeners about your growing up years uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Sure, not a problem. Uh, as you mentioned, I am the oldest of eight. Uh, we actually started down in Chestnut Hill, where I was born. And as my parents continued to have children, uh, we slowly moved out into the suburbs. So we started in Chestnut Hill, then Plymouth Meeting, Bluebell, and now my parents live in Worcester. And I even went one additional step, and I'm now in Harleysville with my family. Oh, you are? So yes, we're neighbors almost. We are. Yeah. So you've just kept outgrowing Homes. Space. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, I have, I loved growing up and I, I'm still growing up, I, I right. like to say. But I've really, being the oldest of eight, my youngest sister, believe it or not, is 11. And people just kind of, they're like, 11? Well, wait a second. How old are you? Not realizing that my parents have been having children forever. Right, right. <laughs> so um, it's always been we're very family centric. We uh, very much do everything together. And it's it's been amazing. Um, I like to say that I, I've always thought of myself as some form of a leader um, or trying to lead by example growing up. Uh, simply because I'm the oldest. So right. I've always had a different position, uh, I like to say. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, your mom looked to you um, through the years uh, to be helping with the kids. And, you know, I would assume people think that maybe it's a blended family when you say, you know, oldest of eight, 11-year-old oh, sister. They do. Yeah. And I just casually comment, Irish, Catholic, and a little bit of Polish. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's our family. But no, we are. It's, I Same parents and just lots of children. And now they have four grandchildren. So oh, my wow. husband and I, yesterday, we celebrated uh, my son's first birthday. Parker. Parker. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big deal, one year. Oh, yeah. Right. And it flew by. <laughs> it did. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. So. Tell me um, about mom and dad. Now, I, I, I know your dad has his own company. Correct. Uh, my dad it has been in the staffing business for over 30 years. Um, in 2004, he started Kane Partners, and that's actually when I graduated college. This is his second staffing company. Um, but yeah, my, I don't know. <laughs> well, so, he had to pay the bills. He did. With eight kids, did. right? And uh, well, it's funny growing up, you know, I just, I always knew my dad, he has such a great work ethic. He has a great work ethic. And just growing up, you know, knowing 
I just, I thought he was a headhunter and I didn't know what a headhunter was. And people would look at me like, what's a headhunter? I'm right. like, I don't know, but my dad's a big guy. He's six five. Yeah, he is and, a big guy. You know, he's a big teddy bear to me, but yeah. he, he definitely, he's been a great example for me in what I wanted to do my entire life, which is I love working. I love yeah. family. And that's really what it's been about. So my parents have been a great example for me. Yeah. Um, and they're both, uh, I know your mom's from the area. Am mm-hmm. I correct? Chestnut Hill. Right. My, actually, both my parents are from are Chestnut they? Hill. Yes. Okay. Um, so tell me a little bit about when you, you went to Gwen and Mercy mm-hmm. High School and um, what types of activities and, and things were you involved in? Oh, my gosh, everything. Uh, and I, I wonder, I often think that this stems from just being from a large family, having so many interests. But I was the girl in high school that was involved in just about everything. Uh, I loved the after school activities. I put my hand in sports. I am not the sports enthusiast in my family. I have a, a brother that tried out for MLS soccer, a sister that played on national level uh, basketball in grade school and high school. Right. So I'm the artsy girl. Okay. Uh, I was involved in art uh, in high school. Um, did some sports, but uh, really was involved in the activities and helping people. Um, and that really stemmed from grade school into high school and then throughout college. Okay. And you went to Fairfield? I did. Yeah. Talk about those years. What What were you aspiring to be when you went into college? And did you have an idea of what that was going to be? Do you know what? Um, my mom was taking a class when I was in grade school, and it was an art history class. And I remember sitting, I was sick one day, and she had class. So I went with her, and I was probably like 11 years old. Like, wow, this art history is really neat. So when I went to Fairfield, it's a liberal arts school. I had decided that I liked art history. Mm-hmm. And I designed my own major, actually, uh, classical studies. And my ultimate goal was I wanted to go to Greece and take photography of all the ancient sites and tell the story of an ancient city in a modern setting. And, you know, what does that really look like? Because I remember learning about it in the textbooks, but it doesn't look like that anymore. You know, the Acropolis is a valley of white buildings. It's interesting. So my whole goal was I wanted to go there and take pictures and ideally underwater photos. So I minored in marine science, majored in classical studies and studio art. I got to Greece on a grant. Uh, However, I can't dive because I have horrible hearing. Um, and I have really bad ears, so I can't dive. So all my photos were above water. Oh. <laughs> That's okay. I'm yeah. sure they were spectacular. It was amazing. It was a great project. And it was right actually when photography went from film and people started going into digital, digital yeah. at the non-professional level. So yeah. it was a great experience. Yeah. But. You know, it's interesting, the whole the, the whole field of photography, as I mentioned before, before we began, my daughter's a photography major at um, Savannah College of Art and Design, and she's loving the old, the, the learning of the old film, you know, and, and being in that dark room and really seeing how pictures develop. Oh, it's it's amazing. And I somehow convinced my parents at their house to build me a dark room in the basement. You did. <laughs> oh my gosh. I did. And I remember in college, I just spent all these hours and I, I would volunteer to, to run the lab. And it's just being able to create your own images um, off a white piece of paper and just seeing them develop, it's its amazing. Yeah. And I, I will always be drawn towards the traditional black and white, 35 millimeter, but I'm, I'm enjoying digital now. Yeah. Oh, it just allows so much creativity. It really it? does. Yeah. So do you think you got that creative um, interest and background from your mom? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's always been the one that helps us with projects growing up. And she always had great ideas, you know, and really from drawing to hosting parties, the whole nine. Yeah. So I definitely am, I'm very much like my mother. Yeah. Um, Okay. So after college, you graduated. (laughs) And what was your very first job out? Kane Partners. Okay. Yes. Uh (laughs) Perfect segue. Yeah, perfect. So my dad actually was starting his own company, and he was doing that over the summer. And I was actually babysitting a wonderful family at the time. So while I was nannying for the summer, um, I actually helped start a business. So from picking out furniture to, um, you know, helping evaluate vendors, you know, I really got to see behind the scenes of a business. Mm -hmm. And it was more than just the furniture. It was, you know, everything. And it was such an eye-opening experience. And I was really fortunate that my dad kind of took me under his wing and, you know, I was just like right-hand girl and Kristen, do this, do that. And it was a lot of fun. Um, I I enjoyed it, but that was really my, aside from nannying, which I I did for the summer, uh, I helped Kane Partners um, behind the scenes. Yeah. And then I started recruiting. And then you started recruiting. So it seems to me that you, you've you always had a kind of an entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. you know, um, looking to really create things for yourself. And um, what year was it that you um, decided to launch the division of Kane Partners for social media? Two th- January 2010. How was dad with your wanting to do something brand new with the company, you know, a company that he's had for a long time. It's actually, it's an interesting story how it all unfolded. My brother is actually on Wall Street and he is in mortgage-backed bonds. So we kind of, you know, knew what was going on. And, you know, he he would kindly say to us, you know, what they're saying on the news, it's probably going to happen. You know, they're not lying. Right. So we were kind of thinking locally, what can we do that's different to help our clients? Because Kane Partners is a technical staffing firm. Well, if the economy's going down and there's no jobs, what are we going to do? Because mm-hmm. that's our livelihood is right. placing people. So we kind of went out on a limb and we decided to start an educational series where we brought in experts from all different types of industries, from marketing to finance to um, sales. And we brought in professionals and taught our clients and the local area. So kind of like what the chambers do, but with a little bit of a different spin. And our largest event was 220 people over at Bluebell Country Club. It was at no cost. And the topic of social media came up and I presented on social media. And it was really that that spun the interest of our clients asking, well, how do you use LinkedIn? Or what is this Facebook? And well, do I need to be on Twitter? Because they thought it was amazing that we were hosting these events and we were doing it on our own. And we were using social media tools to get the word out to our networks. And that really spun the interest of businesses. And it wasn't we actually started, I started helping businesses in 2000, late eight and 2009. It wasn't until January of 2010 that my dad or Gary and I sat down and he's like, you know, do you really think there's a business behind this? And we both agreed and we started the social media division. So I was in it beforehand, uh, doing training, educating, helping businesses strategize. But um, he's... He's an entrepreneur himself, so he understands. Right. Right. And 
it was a it was a, a very it was a great move. Yeah, um, and I love helping people, so that's it was a perfect segue for me. Right now, would you say that the work with uh, the client work that you did um, teaching social media was with companies that were not existing clients? Were you using this as a platform to get new clients for Kane Partners? Oh, absolutely. Okay, um, my. Company, uh, Kane Partners, they decided that we need a face of the company. And that was really me. They sent me out networking, lucky me. And I got the request, Kristen, we want you on, uh, we want to get on television and we want to be in the newspaper and on the radio. And I said, okay, well, what's our budget? What do you mean our budget? I was like, well, you're talking about PR here. So, how much money do I have to go out and do this? And they're like, no, 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 we don't have a budget. This is going to be part of your job now. Yeah. Okay. So that was really, I guess, the the kickoff to put me into the networking field and putting our name out there. So I've been very fortunate. Um, I did some work with Tracy Davidson on NBC Philadelphia mm-hmm. and, you know, helping job seekers. And that was really our entree into media. Uh, then there was KYW and CBS and a couple other articles. And, you know, it kind of spiraled out. And that's really where that interest happened. You know, people wanted to know. So my being out there for the staffing company allowed our company and myself to have extra exposure and it lended perfectly into the training for social media because my name was a little bit more familiar and they knew about the social media company because of what I was doing with the staffing company. So it really, it was almost the perfect storm of, of business. Right. And And you know what happens, right? Yeah, (laughs) it is. Well, you know, things develop and it's interesting that, you know, um, social media is not, uh, hasn't been used in a business sense for a very long time. It's actually been kind of a short period of time. It, it came, you know, years ago. But as far as companies using it for business, um, it's always interesting to me that, you know, major corporations are looking to very often the younger generation that was using social media, you know, for personal reasons so long ago. And now there really needs to be training. You know, people need to be trained on how to use it for business. There does. There's a huge disconnect between what social media is at a personal level as well as a business level. And it's interesting when when we evaluate it at a corporate level versus at the entrepreneurial level. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of struggles that I've seen over the past few years with businesses that just say, I don't have time for it. Right. And there's that learning curve of saying, okay, it's, it's to the point where now you don't have time not to do it. And it becomes the challenge of how do I implement social media into what I do? Not how everyone else is using it, but what I do, my process, making it work for me and my audience and my network. And once a business, and especially an entrepreneur or smaller company can understand that, then the training becomes a lot easier because you're not learning all of LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter. You're learning what you need to know for your business application and understanding that it's not connecting with people you went to grade school with or high school. You know, it's more about educating people about what you do, how you can help, what's changing in your industry. It really becomes a a platform for communication Mm -hmm. And training is so important. And that's really where Venture 26 uh, comes in. 
Okay, so for the listeners, we should we should mention that um, Kristen is uh, about to launch a new company called Venture Twenty Six um, with a partner, and um, it's. Well, I'm going to let you describe what it is. I'm assuming it has to do with social media and training. It does. And uh, why don't you give a give a brief um, synopsis of what this company is going to be all about? Sure. So Venture 26 is a partnership between Kane Partners and uh, Shannon Myers of Walton Search. Uh, Shannon is really the back end. Uh, she does a great job with websites and also in social media. Ironically, she's coming out of recruiting and sourcing, right. also in photography. I mean, if you could clone me, it would be Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's only natural that the partnership is between the two of us. Right. But in sharing our stories, we continued to see the struggle of businesses missing the mark with the training piece. And Venture26 is a subscription-based website venture26.com, where an individual or a corporation can go sign up for the social media site that makes sense for their social media strategy. We're launching January 1 with LinkedIn, and it's broken down into several components. Uh, The focus is really snippets of training videos, how-tos. If you're building your profile, you don't need to sit there and listen to an hour presentation on building a profile. It's broken down into customizing your URL adding custom websites, what exactly is your summary all about? So you're maximizing your own time at your own pace and learning what you need to learn. And what kind of sets us apart from everyone else is it's more than just the how-to. We really bring in the strategy portion and we give you thought-provoking questions. For instance, if you're going to be expanding your network, you need to know why. So there are audio and podcasts that you can listen to that are a dialogue that help you think about LinkedIn for your business and your application. So you're not just going and sending an invitation, but you're going and thinking about why you're sending the invitation. So at the end of the day, you can say, okay, social media is making sense for my business. It's worth my time. And the best part is... As I mentioned earlier, I do quite a bit of training uh, live. I go into corporations and teach them about LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Who's to say LinkedIn's not going to change something the next day when I leave? Right, exactly. This entire platform each month will be updated for any changes that happen in LinkedIn. There's a blog. You're going to get an email blast that says, guess what? They've changed their connections and their back end. Here's a brand new video. And in five minutes or less, you're going to get up-to-date information. Okay. And you can do it at your own pace. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, We're going to get much more into it. Um, When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face to face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the Mutual Fund Store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. 
To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. The Women's Professional Network of Villanova University sponsors and supports programming for all Villanova women in order to encourage professional growth and development. The purpose is to connect women from all five colleges to educate and ignite change. Thrilled to have this organization to foster creative collaboration with women across all industries. For more information or to offer ideas and suggestions, please contact them at WPN at Villanova.edu or visit their website at Villanova.edu slash WPN. Go Nova! Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at InSourceNow.com to find the quality help you need. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806 or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone. We're here in the studio today with Kristen Kane Ford, who is director of social media for Kane Partners, as well as co-founder of Venture 26. And uh, I should point out, you know, what Kristen's background really, it spans a couple of different things. But really, right now, I would call her a social media guru um, because she's teaching and she's training and now she's launching um, a new company that's really going to help businesses and corporations uh, deal with social media and how to best use it. So um, let's talk, let's get into now Venture 26 a little bit more so that people understand why it's going to be different from all of the other social media uh, training workshops, et cetera, that are out there. Um, so let's talk a little bit about exactly what people are going to see when they log on. Sure. So there's actually two portals that you can log into, the basic and then there's an advanced. Uh Advanced encompasses basic, but for someone that's just starting out, that's not familiar with social media uh, or is finally going to use their profile, basic is a great start. 
when you log in, you're going to, it's going to be broken down into sections. Building your profile is one module. Your settings for your account is another module. The connections, whether it's a friend or a contact or a follower, is another section. And the, in this case for LinkedIn, groups is another section. Mm. So you have an opportunity to not look at the social media site as an entire site, but really break it down into, okay, what is this? How am I going to apply it to my business? And then you start at square one, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is your profile. Right. And which your is account really your settings. presence. It's your presence out there on the web so that people can find you and, and see you and your title. And Exactly. It really is the foundation. And so many people, it's so, social media is so intuitive. It's easy to sign up, create an account, but it's really the expectations that people do not realize how important the profile is and your account settings. People are frustrated. They get all these emails from LinkedIn. It's an easy fix in your settings. So taking a step back and starting from the beginning, even if you're on LinkedIn with 500 connections, Mm -hmm. it's beneficial because it gives you a purpose for being on the site. Okay. I'm curious to know how your um, your dealings are day to day, how they're different when you're dealing with a small business versus a corporation. Um, how, what are the differences for you and, and are there any challenges? Absolutely. When you're dealing more with a corporation, you have uh, quite a bit of red tape, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of do's and don'ts for what employees can and can't do when dealing with social media. But you're often thinking about an individual, for instance, a sales or marketing department, and you have to think about the customer service department as well. Uh, You have to think about the executive team. So you're kind of creating a strategy or a plan for utilizing a tool like LinkedIn at a corporate level with multiple departments, where when you go into a small business, someone's wearing all of those hats Mm -hmm. or a couple people are wearing all of those hats. So the corporate side, it's a little bit of a longer process, and you're really spelling things out when it comes to a training. You know, here is an example of our expectations of you. Here is what we recommend you do and what we recommend you don't do. And you really map all of that out on the front end. So it's almost as if with your planning team and strategy team, you're doing it all first, and then you take that to a live training and you're actually training the staff and the team. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a a different process, a little bit longer, definitely more thought out because you're at the corporate level. Right. But when you go into a small business, it has more of a a sit down round table feel where you're talking everything out with the person that's actually implementing the product. Right. So, and the strategies. So it tends to be a little bit faster, Mm -hmm. same principles, excuse me, same principles, same ideas, it's just a different process. Right. Um, and, and at the end of the day, the corporations and the small businesses are pretty much doing the same thing. It's just how they get there that's right. a little different. So the same rules apply, I guess. But, you know, the content maybe is going to be different depending on who your client is. Absolutely. You know, I wonder, too, women tend to be so much more social um, communicators, um, collaborative, all of that. So I wonder if you find when you're out there that women are more receptive to the wanting to learn about social media as opposed to the men. Do you see a difference there? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And not because women tend to be gabbers or chatters, but uh, 
there absolutely is a draw to women. And we've seen that in the past couple of years just with Pinterest, uh, which is a social media site that you pin images. Over 83% of the U.S. market, they're women. Mm-hmm. So there's this draw to the technology, the convenience and the communication and it's almost intuitive mm-hmm. um, in, in, in a way. And I, I definitely tend to see the trend with men to be a little more skeptical. Eh, that's not how it works. This person knows me. Of course, they're going to give me their business. And, you know, I learned the hard way is, you know what, your family and your friends do know you. But unless you take the extra step to teach them what you do and how you can help people, they may not be thinking of you when they hear of a situation when a referral is so important. Right. And that becomes really the foundation of the strategy behind social media is how are you educating your network? And most people don't even think about that. Mm-hmm. That light bulb never goes off. It's just a chance for me to connect with someone. Right. So, you know, women are a little bit more open to it because I think they're listening a little bit more mm-hmm. on social networks already for a personal reason which allows that natural transition for business. Right. And and not only that, I, I always say how important it is for any company or small business for their story to be told. And why would you not want to reach more people, um, you know, than, than you could before with that message and with that story? And I think that's something that, you know, when you go into a company and you're speaking to a, maybe a man who doesn't see the value in the mm-hmm. social media that, that is good to point out. Oh, absolutely. One of the other things that's a, a good way to make the connection or the association with day-to-day business or sales and marketing or sending a salesperson out to a networking event is you're making that investment for them to leave the office, go to the event, pay to get into the event. Their goal is to meet new people And then to come back and connect with them and see if you can do business with them or someone they know. Mm -hmm. So that foundation is exactly what's happening on social media. You have an opportunity to now connect with that person you met face to face. You have an opportunity to meet people that you've never met before, Mm -hmm. but you're not leaving your desk. You're doing it from your mobile device, your tablet, or your desk at the office. Right. It allows you to bridge from one networking event to another or one conference to another. You can now stay in contact with a larger number of people, especially when people are changing jobs. Mm-hmm. The past few years, there's been a lot of transition, That's acquisition. Right. right. It's imp- almost impossible to stay in contact with everyone in your network. Right. Where a tool like LinkedIn, you can now find out if someone moves or goes to another company and you're still connected and mm-hmm. you're able to educate and tell your story to the masses. Right. It's all about being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And with the right strategy, social media is a perfect platform to be present. Right. Now, people will question whether those connections are genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say especially the older generation. Well, you're connecting with people on, you know, on LinkedIn, on a computer. Mm-hmm. How That's not a genuine connection. But I think it's, it's very important, the language that you use with those when you're connecting right it's it's about um having something personal perhaps or something really of value to share with that person it's not just about you know friending people left and right that uh that you don't know right it's all about building your network and they say on average everyone knows about 200 people and if that's the case then your social network is an opportunity to bring those people into an online community which for many people 
feels a little unnatural, mm-hmm. but it's new, it's happening, and it's staying. Right. That, <laughs> it's that, not going anywhere. A couple years ago, social media being a fad, it's not. No. It's staying, it's growing, et cetera. Right. Um, but you really get this, I, I guess by bringing the people into your network, you're able to cultivate the relationship. It gives you a chance to not only talk, but more importantly, in my opinion, is to listen. Mm-hmm. Because other people are sharing things that are happening in their business, in their world. Exactly. And that's the foundation of business. I, I like to remind people, especially those that are skeptical, I don't expect you to make a sale on social media or LinkedIn. I don't expect you to do business on the platform. It's really a chance for you to share and for you to listen Mm -hmm. and then take that conversation to a meeting, to an email or a phone call. Right. And it just becomes, again, a connecting platform. Mm -hmm. So it really is critical if you understand how to use it. Right. You're learning. You're learning about different industries. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, You know what? I want to talk a little bit more about you because you're wearing a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're you're working outside of the house. You're a mother of a one-year-old. You're launching a new business. Are are you still teaching at at Monco? Uh, We, yes and no. Um, We ran a program um, that actually is ending December 31. So we'll see what 2014 comes. But I've been uh, teaching over at Monco for uh, several years. Okay. uh, Social media. Right. And are you still contributing to uh, NBC? Um, I haven't been on there since I've been pregnant, actually. Oh. <laughs> we'll have to get you back on there. Yes. In any event, you're you're kind of all over the place. You're doing a lot of things. How do you manage your day? Uh, this is one of my favorite questions, just because for women, um, especially if they're wives and mothers, um, some of us kind of just go through the day, and as things are coming at us, texts, phone calls, emails, we're dealing with them. Other women are very, very organized, and they allot a certain amount of time in their day to focus on things. I'm curious how you how you handle it. It's a great question. I'm figuring it out as I go. <laughs> um, it's, it's probably why I've waited so long to start a family is because I know I love helping people so much, and I guess... The real thing is I didn't value my time as much. So I'm happy. Oh, let me help you. Let me help you. And I would just work incessantly all the time, whether I was getting paid for it or not. I'd you help like you. Working. Yeah. You... Yeah. And I, and I guess it wasn't until I got pregnant that I realized, oh, boy, um, now I'm going to have another responsibility aside from myself and my husband. And I guess that finally valued my time and how much time I had in the day. So it was throughout the pregnancy and it wasn't really until Parker was born that I realized, okay, it's crunch time. I can't say yes to everyone and I can't do everything. So it really came down to making sure number one, my clients are served. Mm -hmm. Number two, that I was spending time where I wanted to spend time and supporting the businesses and the organizations that really made sense for Kane Partners, for myself, and for Venture 26. Right. And from there, that's really, I've really spent the last year referring people. And if I can't invest my time, then I would be 
providing the name and contact information for someone that could. Yeah, that's so great. That's I'm great. using technology and a smartphone, to be honest, um, to keep everything in line. And thank gosh for online synchronized calendars and to-do lists right. and reminders. Right. But that's really how I've been juggling it. I've been using technology to manage everything. Yeah. And you know what? Having having those kids, all of a sudden it prioritizes your, your tasks, right? Yes. I mean, is there anything that is you know, more important than that little, that little guy at home, it's, it really makes you put everything else into perspective. Oh, it does. Yeah. And it allows for late nights for catching up Right. <laughs> in that case. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'd love to know how you're specifically using social media for the launch of, of this new company. You know, what, what types of things are you going to be doing? A uh, great question. So right now on venture26.com, you can uh, actually sign up to receive our January 1 invitation alert to sign up to become a member. Um, I'd like to just mention that there is a free version of the site where you can read our blogs, our our updates. Um, If you're not ready to dive in. Correct. So So it's going to be a resource for everyone. And those that are really looking for the training and the do-it-yourself, there is the membership portal. Mm -hmm. Um, So right now, that's what's on Venture26. We're using an email marketing campaign to collect and build our audience. Uh, we have profiles. It's the, at Venture26 mm-hmm. uh, across all of the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. So we're, we're out there mm-hmm. and we're building our networks. Uh, what's great is uh, Shannon's very well connected. I'm well connected in our, in our community as well as in a, a variety of industries from speaking engagements and conferences. So we're using our personal networks, tying into Venture 26, and we're prepping for our launch. Yeah. So we're it's exciting. very excited. Yeah. Yeah. Where did the name Venture 26 come from? Great question. Uh, <laughs> she loves my question. I do. I do. <laughs> so the reason, okay, Shannon and I decided that we started out with type talk text and we couldn't figure out if it was type talk text or talk type text. It was just too confusing. We couldn't I don't even, even know what it right. that is. That's before Venture 26 happened. Okay. So we changed our name and okay. we realized that social media really is a, a journey and it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. 26 miles or 26.2, as my husband oh. will say, the marathoner. Um, <laughs> we're two business professionals, two women, and we are six miles apart, office to office. So That's... it kind of all, we were looking for a number that meant something. Uh-huh. And, and you know, it would make people wonder. Exactly. And, and realizing that you're choosing to go on a, an adventure or an adventure with us, and you're in it for the long haul. When you sign up with us, you have an entire year of updates, of access to bring yourself up to speed on how to leverage that particular social media tool. And and, and we want you to be invested with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we want you to look to us as the experts. So that's, um, that's Venture 26. Yeah, very cool. I like that. Um, do you actually delve into helping your clients with their messages or you know, do they come to you and they say, this is our brand, this is our message, this is what we're about, and then you kind of give them the steps to, you know, the proper steps um, to use the social media? A combination of both, actually. Okay. So with Kane Partners, uh, a lot of what I do is really the strategy. You know, sitting down with businesses, figuring out what they're already doing and how that can translate into social media. Not all companies need that help. They kind of some of them know what they want to do, and it just comes down to the tactical, how right. do I do it? Mm-hmm. 
But if a company does not have a, a plan or a strategy, we always start there. Or if their website isn't up to snuff or their marketing message is, you know, in every which way direction but straight, you know, we we, we try and help them understand that if you're going to invest your time in social media, you've got to know what you're looking to say. Mm -hmm. And I am by no means a branding expert. So I have my network between Shannon and a couple other professionals. You know, I can connect someone to help them build their brand. Right. But if you really don't know that, it's going to be hard to talk about it on social media. Right. Exactly. It's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and some companies, you know, they have departments that are handling that already. But mm -hmm. I would say, again, talking about the, you know, the small entrepreneur, small business, um, there's so much encompass encompassing in, in you know, um, having a small business like that, and they don't have all these moving parts right. supporting them. So I wondered how much of that you do. And I guess it probably overlaps all the time. Oh, it does. And, and it's always the first step. And right. sometimes a business will find out, not just an entrepreneur, but some of the larger businesses that, you know, it really doesn't make sense to start social media and roll out a, a plan mm -hmm. until they redo their website right. or they clarify their message or they transform it into about their audience, not about themselves. Right. So sometimes people won't come back to me for a few months or actually I just had a client come back and it's been about a year. Um, but that's how long it took them to kind of get things in order to mm -hmm. make that investment in social media. It can take a whole year. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm wondering how um, how much importance or emphasis do you place on um, being a member of networking groups? Um, I know you're you're a member of a couple of them, and there's a lot of women's networking groups popping up here mm -hmm. and here and there and everywhere. And um, how do you use uh, your time when it comes to the networking groups? How much emphasis do you place on those? And, and, and how important do you think it, it is to join? Absolutely, especially if you're starting out in business or you're looking to expand your business and network. Networking groups is the number one place to start. It is a necessity. Um, I have a unique situation where I do quite a bit of training and presentations. So I'm going in as the guest speaker or the keynote. Uh, there are organizations that I'm a member of and I support. They tend to be the ones that are a little bit more local or where a variety of my clients are spending their time. So I'll go to the events that blend with my services and products or if I'm there supporting a, a colleague or a friend. Uh, you can't be everywhere and mm -hmm. you can't be spending your, your days at every single event across right. the country. You right. really need to strategically decide where does it make sense? Where are my customers or my prospects? And look to join those groups or from a referral standpoint. If I wanted to build out my referral network, who do I need to meet? And look to kind of start there mm -hmm. for joining networking groups. Which LinkedIn is so great for, to be able to kind of see someone's background before you go to an event. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to take one more quick break, and we will be back with Kristen Kane Ford. Women's Professional Network of Villanova University sponsors and supports programming for all Villanova women in order to encourage professional growth and development. The purpose is to connect women from all five colleges to educate and ignite change. They are thrilled to have this organization to foster creative collaboration with women across all industries. For more information or to offer ideas and suggestions, please contact them at wpn at villanova.edu or visit their website at villanova.edu slash wpn. Go Nova! 
Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need. It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks, and some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face to face not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806 or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone. We're in the studio today with Kristen Kane Ford, who is director of social media for Kane Partners, as well as co-founder of Venture 26, which is about to launch January 1st. And it's a company that uh, Kristen is launching with her co-worker, Shannon Myers. And um, I I wanted to talk for the remaining part of the show um, a little bit about where the... um, belief came from for you in being an entrepreneur. Um, I'm sure that your dad has been a big influence in your life, um, being an entrepreneur himself. And uh, you talked a little bit about your mom and and her creative background. Tell me what it is or or, or where this um, confidence came from for you in in heading out and, and starting your own company. 
Sure. So absolutely, my dad would probably be the biggest influencer, Um, you know, from a young age, watching him uh, grow uh, a large mid-Atlantic IT staffing company to when I graduated college, that whole process and him allowing me to see what goes into starting a business um, has been extremely influential. And it's kind of given me that confidence that, yes, Shannon and I can do this partnership and we we can put together a plan and help people. And and at the end of the day, it has to make money. And my dad's always been good about teaching me that, you know. Mm-hmm. You can be as happy as you want, but if you can't pay the bills, then <laughs> then you're not going to be happy. No, yeah, you're not. That's so exactly right. At the end of the day, you know, if if venture twenty six, if social media training, if staffing, if you can make money doing it, there's no reason that you shouldn't be doing it. And when you find something that you're passionate about, it just makes it so much easier. And my dad knows that I've always been a, a teacher, a helper, a trainer. So he recognized that natural transition into social media and the training for me, especially when I started uh, teaching over at Montgomery County Community College. You know, it's just, it kind of blossomed mm-hmm. in, into into this partnership. So it's been, uh, it's it's been fun. Yeah. So I, I would say that the, if we had to pick one word, one title for you, it would be teacher. Yes. Yeah, it really would. Yeah. And that's so true about, you know, if you can find work that um, is something that brings you joy, um, you know, that's really the best place to be. But I think oftentimes people get stuck in, I don't know what that is, Mm -hmm. you know. And for women, if they've been home as mothers, you know, taking a couple years off, um, I think it can be especially hard. Because perhaps they did something prior to that, you know, out of school, and it wasn't the thing. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's the pressure to find, what is that one thing I'm incredibly passionate about? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not always um, what you think it is. And what would you say, what what advice would you give to women to try to help them find what that is and how they can turn that into a business or a job? When it's interesting because... I didn't know what it was for myself mm-hmm. until I fell into it. And I guess my my first tip or advice would be just to be open-minded and to really be reflective of what do I do? What do I do well? Uh, turning to your friends and your family, you know, hey, when you think of me, what comes to mind? And people would always tell me that, you know, I'm an organizer or I like to help people figure things out, uh, which stems from me struggling to learn. So I was able to take a personal experience and translate that into helping other people where if someone's considering going back to work, you don't just have to go back into what you were doing. You can really take a moment and think about what is important and what makes sense to me, what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And this is my dad in me saying that how are you going to make money doing it? Right. And if you can figure out a way to bring in revenue and be extremely mindful of your time, mm-hmm. and if you're going to be making pocketbooks or if you're going to be offering um, coaching, you know, it's not just for your time that you're spending with someone or the actual final product, 
But how long did it take you to make that pocketbook? Or when you're prepping to coach someone or offer advice or mentor someone, it's not just that hour you're spending with them. You might be prepping for five hours ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So the value of your time needs to make sense at the end of the day if you want to go into business for yourself. And I just listened to a podcast, and I'm sorry I can't quote who it was. Michael Port, I remembered. He's he's great. He is great. And he had said that if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to be prepared to do what you love 20% of the time and run a business the other 80%. And it kind of, I I listened to this a couple of weeks ago and it dawned on me, I'm like, wow, that's really true. You know, as much as I love and I'm doing the training, there's that whole business side behind Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not into the business, if it's not something that you do well, you're probably going to be better off working for someone in something that you enjoy doing versus going out on your own. Right. Especially if the money becomes an issue and you need to have a sustainable income because mm-hmm. it's just it's not going to work out. Yeah. Or perhaps partner with someone who, you know, you you balance each other really well because we're not all good at everything. We're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. So somebody has. Uh, sometimes somebody will have a better business sense. You know, they're better with numbers and they see the big picture. And then maybe you're a little more creative and, you know, in the moment. And that'll that'll make for a nice partnership. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened with Shannon and I. Yeah, how did you meet? We met at a networking event, the Women-Owned Business Network at Montgomery County Community College. Okay. I did my 30-second presentation and she stood up six people later and said, I'm Kristen, but I'm a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, everything that I said about myself, she's like, wow, that's pretty ironic. We exchanged information. And, you know, at the time we were competitors when we met several years ago and, you know, we just we connected and we complimented one another. Yeah. She's a power user on the back end. And I like being in front of people and and talking and training and teaching. See, then that works. It it happens when you're least looking for it. Yeah. So just be open. Be open. I mean, that's kind of a broad statement, but it's so true. It's so true. If you're not paying attention, I always say if you're not going through life with your head up, you're missing things, right? You're missing signs left and right. You are. Tell me some of the, you mentioned a bucket list before we started the show. So I know you're very goal oriented. What are some of the things that you'd like to accomplish, you know, uh, in the future, coming years? That's really great. Um, so I had my bucket list by the time I was 30. And um, <laughs> now I guess I have my, my bucket list for the time I'm 35. Um, what's on my bucket list from a professional standpoint is really continuing to get and grow the business with corporations. Um, being an influencer for sales and marketing teams, uh, com- individuals that part of their job is to encompass social media, to connect and build relationships. That's really what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. And being able to go into these organizations and accomplish that has been incredibly fun and rewarding. So my goal is to continue to not just do that here in the Philadelphia area, but continue to travel um, manageable, of course, with my family. Right. But um, I really want to do that and uh, continue uh, media pushes. I want to get on a national national publicity, not just uh, local greater Philadelphia, but I really want to hit that national scale for empowering professionals to leverage social media and to do it at their own pace. So that's, that's my goal. How about on a personal level? Oh, wow. (laughs) She doesn't want to talk about that. She wants to talk about the the business. Yeah, eventually. So as the business is, is taking off, um, eventually we'll tackle baby number two. 
Oh, there you go. Well, that's a big goal. Yeah, my husband's on me, so yeah. we're getting old. Yeah. <laughs> what does your husband do? He is a high school teacher. He is? Physical science, yes. At where? Wissahickon. At Wissahickon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is Mr. Uh, Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ford. And how did you two meet? Real quick, we have about a minute left. Oh, sure. Not a problem. Uh, friends of ours, we were out in Trenton, believe it or not, uh, enjoying a college night at a bar. And okay. uh, we saw each other, and about, it took us 45 minutes to eventually meet and... Uh, he came to introduce himself, and I came to introduce myself, and we literally met in the middle, uh, exchanged phone numbers, and we've been together ever since, and that was over 10 years ago. Yeah, terrific. That's great. Great guy. Um, listen, it was it was a great show. I so appreciate you coming in here today. And uh, just before we, we close, if you could give your contact information for the listeners, the best place to reach you. Absolutely. Uh, best number is 215-699-5500. You can find Venture 26 online at venture26.com and anytime at KP Social Media. You can simply type that in and you'll find me somewhere. Good. Great. Thanks, Kristen. That's it, everyone, for this week of Women to Watch. Again, my name is Sue Rocco, and if you would like to get in touch with me, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to call me at 215-313-5561. And it is Women to Watch on WWDB AM 860. Have a great week, everyone.